starting how you like to finish. I'll share I'll share how I got to how I got to my answer. I'll start with a story actually. It was in 2014 when I was finishing up my when I was finishing up my nail license and we had a guest speaker come in during one of the events and it was one of the well-known celebrity artists here in Atlanta and they took time out to speak with us and one of the key pieces of information he gave us that day was starting with the end goal in mind and he went on to discuss exactly what that meant as far as the nail world was concerned basically telling us that if you know for a fact that you want to work from nine to five or nine to three or let's take 3 p.m to midnight you know if, if that's if that's what works for you if you know that that is your end goal that those are the hours that you want to work you don't want to work outside of those don't start your business don't offer your services outside of that window and so he went on to say for example in terms of an actual storefront an actual salon front if you have your business open from 9 to 5 p.m and you know that 5 p.m is your cutoff you wouldn't extend your hours to 7 or 8 p.m or you wouldn't start the business at that time from 7 to 9 p.m if you know that you don't want to take clients after 5 p.m for the simple reason of when you start to develop those relationships with clients and uh providing your services at a certain price point or a certain time frame, your clients get stuck to that. They get attached to it. It's what they feel comfortable with. And they really, really don't like change. They don't like change. And so if you have a client coming in that you've been servicing, let's say for two years now at 7 p.m., but you know that eventually in the next couple of months, you're going to want to get married, let's say, or have a family or expand your family. And you know, 7 p.m. is not going to cut it for you. And you knew that at the beginning, but you were starting off and you were just trying to get any and everything to get the money coming into your business. You may potentially lose that client if they're not willing to come in at an earlier time frame. And it's because you set that expectation that at 7 p.m. they would be able to come and book their services. And, and a lot of people don't like switching service providers. They really don't. They'd rather work with you with what they have because they're comfortable with it than going out and starting brand new with someone else, especially in the beauty industry. And that piece of advice I took with me throughout all my other projects and businesses that I wanted to start up for the simple reason of it's it's very effective. If you know for a fact that your particular business or your your particular service is going to sell one key product and this is this is the key product this is your focus this is your baby this is what you want to do if you have three or four other products you want to make sure that the end goal in mind is to convert people to that one particular product even if you have to do that by means of selling the other three or the other two your end goal is selling that one particular product that one special product but if your your clients like option two or three yes they can offer that but your end goal is to try to convert them over to utilizing that one particular product that you, you have your focus on you see what i'm saying or let's say that your end goal is uh fifty thousand dollars by the end of quarter four 
then you want to make sure that everything, every sale that you have gets you to that goal. Like you want to start it in the beginning. If you know you can sell $120 and your service is 60, go ahead and sell that $120. It's going to be easier for you to do it now than wait until you get to Q4 and your $20,000 left to your goal. And now you're scrambling to try to find out how to make those sales. Whereas you have first quarter one, two, and three to try to get that extra money coming in so that you didn't have to scramble. Have the end goal always in the front of your mind. And it was one of the best pieces of advice that I received. For example, with the podcast uh, this year, I wanted to start it. And I figured that I was going to have more time to do so come in January 1st. What I was not expecting was to be working 12 to 15 hours a day straight. I wasn't expecting the amount of um, work that came in starting January 1st. I'm grateful for it, but I wasn't expecting it. And so my production and everything got thrown off, which is okay because I had a, a plan B and a contingency plan C in place, which means that it didn't go necessarily according to the plan that I wanted, but I still got everything I needed done. And my first break wasn't until January 30th. You see, so it's it's one of those things where, yes, it may not go according to plan or it it may not be exactly what you thought it would be. But if you keep the end goal in mind, regardless of how you get there, you know that this is your target. And a lot of people don't do that. They don't start with thinking, OK, how do I want this to end? Which is why on Sundays. We take the time out to sit down and let's plan what we're going to do. What is our strategy? How are we going to make this thing work for this week, this month, this quarter, this year? You That way you know exactly what the goal is. If you know at the end of your week you're trying to get $2,000, you really don't want to wait until Thursday. If you can get that sale in on Sunday, if you can get that sale in on Monday or Tuesday with a little extra buffer, why stress yourself out on Thursday or Friday? Do it now. Get it done now. And so if you keep that end goal and it was it, it was it's so easy to say, which is why I keep repeating it, it's so easy to say, but not too many people think about it. Why? Procrastination kicks in. Um, life events happen. Uh, shit goes wrong. There's so many things that'll that'll put you in your feelings or take you to a whole different direction. And you don't you lose focus and you lose sight. And so one of the best pieces of advice, if if January was not the best for you, and let's be honest, January is usually a play catch up to whatever happened in December. It's the repercussions of whatever we did in December. Let's be honest. And so come January, if you had this big old huge plan like I did of how January is going to go and you found yourself actually just pulling straws it's February 1st now today is February 1st you now have okay this obviously didn't work on your belt instead of scratching it rework your plan pull out your plan b come up with uh contingency c if b is not going to work for you the point is is to go ahead and start now because you still know that at the end of the year this is what you want done So instead of wallowing at, oh, shoulda, coulda, woulda, take what worked, what didn't work, what you're still working on and rebuild your strategy and rebuild your plan. But make sure that whatever you do, if you figure like, for example, if I was working 15 hours um, a day, which I wasn't planning on doing, grateful, but I wasn't planning on doing, then I now know coming into February 1st that I'm going to have to take time out to do different things in increments as opposed to blocking out a full two, three, four hour schedule to get something done. You know what I'm saying? I am still getting what I need done. It's just the way I'm going about it is going to have to change. 
And so I want to say that was the best piece of advice that I took from 2014 on forward for all of the projects I've done. And it's one that most people, they say, but they just, they just don't, they don't do it. And so 2020, it's one of those things where we need to do it and not get sidetracked about things that usually happen all the time. You're, you're, you're listening to The Working Well Podcast.